G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Hello, it's Neil Johnson and back today with the 2020 podcast. Remember, you can hear 2020 on the Vision Radio Network from 10 a.m. Eastern. That's 11 Australian Eastern Daylight Saving Time on Vision. You might be familiar with the idea of ending global poverty and the very important role that our Australian foreign aid budget plays in helping to alleviate poverty. The Micah Challenge Coalition has launched its national Finish the Race campaign in the lead-up to the federal election. The election may be sooner or it may be later, but there is an awareness that there's an urgency for which Micah Challenge is aiming for in addressing global poverty by meeting the UN Millennium Development Goals. John Beckett is the National Coordinator for Micah Challenge and he's joining us today. Hello John, welcome back to 2020. Yeah, good to be with you now. John, tell us about this Finish the Race campaign. Uh, This might be new to many of our listeners, although they'll be familiar with the Millennium Development Goals. What is Finish the Race all about? So Finish the Race specifically is uh, the campaign that we've just recently launched uh, and it's connected very strongly to the election, as you mentioned. And obviously this year, being an election year, we now have a a date set in place, September the 14th. As you mentioned, that could change, but it means that we can plan to get people around the country to uh, mobilise and to speak out in support of the world's poorest people. Uh, We are very much connected, uh, as Micah challenged, with these Millennium Development Goals, and the target date for those Millennium Development Goals is 2015. So that means that this 2013 election is the last significant opportunity that we have to influence the policies of the government that will take us through to that finishing line. And so hence the the name Finish the Race and hence the call to people all over this country to take this opportunity at this unique moment to speak up and to say that uh, these issues of poverty are something that we're passionate about and something that we expect you as our elected representatives to also be passionate about and to do what you can to make a difference as we run to that finish line globally. Now, John, I want to hear your heartbeat here because I know that you've been concerned that issues of global poverty have been slipping down our nation's priority list uh, with the idea of tightening budgets and uh, trying to achieve a surplus, as was happening. A little bit less pressure now, but uh, your heartbeat on that, uh, there's been a, a real slipping of importance when it comes to global poverty. Definitely. Now, we in 2000, we signed on along with 188 other nations to these Millennium Development Goals. And the, the language that we used in the statement that we signed on to was very strong. We committed to spare no effort to free people from extreme and dehumanising conditions of abject poverty to which more than a billion of them are subjected. And that's strong language. That's a commitment that certainly we hope that John Howard and his government took seriously and that subsequent governments and oppositions have affirmed uh, as supporting. And it's been great to see progress over the last 
few years, but uh, particularly at last year's budget, very disappointing to see the government in the midst of the financial pressures that you mentioned, um, stepping back from their commitment to reach 0.5% of our gross national income going to overseas development by 2015. They pushed that out by a year to 2016, which may not seem like a big thing, but it's a significant amount of money. And it just, uh, it seems crazy to me that people think that the problem of global poverty, which when you bring it down to the nuts and bolts, is uh, individual families and communities and people's lives that are at stake here, that somehow we think we can defer that problem. Uh, it's a problem that is very much real to people today who are living in poverty. And so we can't afford to push this down our priority list any longer. Uh, people's lives are at risk. Too much is at stake. Let's talk about the way some funds were diverted. We're talking about $375 million that was taken away from some of those life-saving overseas programs to meet the domestic costs of processing asylum seekers. That, in your view, was was uh, a little bit uh, sneaky? Yeah, sneaky. Um, inappropriate, I think. Uh, it's certainly, it's a funny one because it comes within what are called the OECD guidelines, now, which is a set of rules that the richest nations in the world set for themselves uh, uh, to work out what's appropriate to regard as overseas development. And while it sits within those guidelines to divert some funds away to uh, refugee costs in country, um, these were dollars that the government had already committed to overseas programs. And so what it means is that there's $375 million that was cut from programs that we already pledged to meet, and so that means that we can't plan um, with confidence as we uh, plan our projects overseas. You know, our, the partners that we send money to who are relying on those funds can't plan long term. And it means that, you know, for instance, $11 million stripped away from the Global Fund, um, which provides immunisations and vaccinations to particularly children around the world. And there's it's a very, uh, very clear example, I guess, of where $11 million worth of life-saving immunisations will cost people's lives. And so it's not just, um, not just dollars and cents, as I've mentioned. This is, this is really about people's lives. That's the bottom line. Uh, and when we talk about global poverty, we're not just talking about people begging for their next meal. As you say, uh, there are so many issues uh, and we're talking life and death uh, for, for potentially millions of people. So uh, so where our commitment falls short, uh, there are lives on the line. John Beckett is the National Coordinator for MICA Challenge. Uh, John, stay with us because I'd like to talk to you about those Millennium Development Goals and what you're hoping that Christian listeners to our conversation will do about how they can put some pressure on their local MP uh, to actually hold to uh, the levels of foreign aid that we've been committed to. John, stay with us. You're listening to the 2020 Podcast from the Vision Radio Network. We're back talking to Micah Challenge about its Finish the Race campaign in the lead-up to the federal election. Micah Challenge is leading a coalition of organisations with the aim of addressing global poverty by meeting the UN Millennium Development Goals. John Beckett is the National Coordinator for Micah Challenge. 
John, in our last segment, we were talking about our Australian foreign aid budgets. And when it all boils down, there are lives on the line and lives will be lost if we don't meet the commitments that we've agreed to meet. It's amazing really to think that uh, the progress that has been made over the last two decades, certainly since 1990 when we started measuring these goals, uh, we've seen the number of people who live below the extreme poverty line of US dollar twenty five a day halved ahead of schedule. We've seen the number of people without access to clean drinking water halved ahead of schedule in 2010. And so as we head towards 2015, we, uh, we really want to accelerate this progress. It is lives at stake. We look at a statistic like uh, the number of children who are dying before their fifth birthday. Now we're well off track to meet the meet the target, which was a two-thirds reduction uh, in 20 years in the number of people, number of children that are dying before their fifth birthday. We're not going to meet the, that target uh, at current rates of progress, but the good news is that we've seen a reduction of 14,000 fewer children dying every day since 1990. It's down from 12 million a year to approximately 7 million a year now, so it's a reduction of 41%. So. We need to accelerate progress to hit the goals and we have an opportunity to do that. But we can't forget that amazing progress has been made, which shows that change is possible. Yes, it's not all a bad news story. There are some great stories uh, and great steps forward that have been made with the Millennium Development Goals. Uh, For a lot of people, they're familiar with that terminology, Millennium Development Goals, but they wonder what they are and and whether it's just a dream, a sort of a pie-in-the-sky idealism. Uh, remind us what the Millennium Development Goal is, John, because uh, it's something that needs to be refreshed in our memories. Yeah, the set of eight goals, which I mentioned in the first segment, you know, we committed to in the year 2000, now I've mentioned the year 1990. Those targets were backdated to, to start from 1990, and the commitment was made in 2000, and then the goal, the finishing goal and the, the finishing tape for us, I guess, is 2015. A number of indicators around in- income poverty, child health that I've mentioned, clean water, access to sanitation, gender equality, um, health and education for kids. So these eight goals covered the indicators that the world felt would best show us the progress that we're making against poverty, uh, against global poverty. And they were the first time, Neil, that we really had measurable and tangible targets that were put in place so that we could actually start to get data on progress that was being made and see how we're tracking. And what we've seen, as I mentioned before, is the fastest progress in development that we've seen in the history of the world, certainly since the time that we've been taking indicators. And so great, great news, great progress, and a great opportunity as we approach that finishing line for these last three years for people to say, well, let, let's actually accelerate progress. Let's not let these goals go by the wayside as we approach the end. Let's make sure that we actually push harder and make sure that more lives are saved while we've got this opportunity. John, I suspect that the majority of Australians support the Millennium Development Goals, but when it comes to the Christian community, there does seem to be an extra desire, an extra desperation for seeing those goals met because of the values that Christians hold. What is your message to the Christian community about how they take some action to apply that little extra pressure to ensure that these goals are met? 
Well, this resonates, doesn't it? It resonates with our biblical call to justice. It resonates with the call of discipleship that Jesus places on our lives to to follow him and to, I guess, model his character, model the way that he lived his life. As we think about the Finish the Race campaign in particular, we're bringing to mind passages like Philippians 3 where Paul talks about running the race before him and the great passage in Hebrews chapter 12 where after the writer of the Hebrews has talked about the heroes of the faith and the way that they've lived their lives, he exhorts people to uh, run the race with perseverance and fix their eyes on Jesus. And then as we look at you know the future, the future hope that we have that's assured because of the work of Jesus, we know that in Revelation the picture is that the new creation will have no more mourning and no more weeping and justice will be established. And so with all of that, we're really calling on Christians to to make their response personally and as a church communities to this issue of poverty and to go beyond, I guess, the normal way, normal actions of praying and giving, which are fantastic, and you can do that through our great partners and, and through partners that you will, your listeners will have around the country, but to really use your voice to not just address the symptoms of poverty after they happen, but to try and address those root causes of poverty that have to do with the structures in our world that that keep people living in poverty. And so we're giving people plenty of opportunities through the Finish the Race campaign to do just that. And John, it is an election year, and I know that you see the conditions for campaigning this year are uniquely conducive for change. They are. It's a, it's a special moment. Uh, as you approach an election, the political parties, they open the drawers up and they take out the the policy files and folders and papers that have been collecting dust over the last few years and those policies are up for grabs, they're in the the public debate, they're they're being thrown around, ideas are on the table and so it's it's a time when the politicians are most ready to listen to the constituency and in a democracy like ours, you know, our leaders are meant to represent our views and so if we expect them to move these issues of global poverty up their priority list then we need to make sure that we're telling them that that's something that we want them to do and so often when economic times are hard we can become self-centered both as individuals and as a nation Uh, but a real call i guess to christians in particular to take the lead on this to say that well actually we want to put the needs of the poorest in our world first And even if times are a little bit tough for us, we want to make sure that we're taking our responsibility to them seriously. And so there is a real opportunity, I think, as we approach this election to say that, hey, over the next three years, whoever's governing this nation, we want you to make sure that you stick to the commitments that you make to the poorest in the world. John, it's called the Finish the Race campaign. There's a whole bunch of churches and organisations supporting you, uh, can you list uh, who those supporters are uh, by way of a broad brushstroke uh, so that uh, we can appreciate why it's important and who's getting behind this campaign? Sure, you always risk leaving someone out when you do this, but we try and create a space where all Christians in the country can inhabit that space and join their voices together because we believe that this is an issue where we can all agree and where the collective voice is stronger than the voice of many individuals. And so we've got all the major denominations supporting, uh, from Pentecostals through to Catholics and Uniting Church and Anglican Church and Baptists, you name it, they're involved. 
Um, pretty much all of the key aid development agencies are strong supporters and partners in our coalition and they will be behind it. But then it's been great to see that uh, many individuals, high, pro- high profile, but individuals right down at the community level have been supporting us as well. We've got people like Colin Buchanan, the great children's entertainer, uh, Darlene Check, um, you know, John Dixon, so fantastic people who are getting behind this campaign as ambassadors and just saying, hey, you know, even if you haven't heard of Micah Challenge or haven't done anything with them in the past, we know these guys, we trust them and encourage you to pledge your support behind them as well this year. Well, now we've heard of Micah Challenge and uh, just want to honour you guys. You're doing a great work there. I'll point our listeners to the Finish the Race campaign and they'll be able to get some details at your website, www.micachallenge.org.au and you can forward slash finish the race and go straight to the campaign. John Beckett is the National Coordinator for Micah Challenge. John, it's a pleasure and thanks for sharing these things with us today on 2020. Thank you so much, Neil, and look forward to working with people across the country this year as we seek to finish the race in the best way that we can. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts, or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.